welcome to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. My name is Lena Nyangueso. Just a heads up, I have like a weird flu thing and I lost my voice this whole week. So this is as good as it's going to get. You might just have to bear with it. But I feel like this week's question is very important because for me, I've been struggling with it forever. I still don't know what I want to do when I grow up. And everybody out here is telling me about their purpose, their purpose. And so it's got me stressed out. So I'm asking, life is hard. So why not take a minute, maybe 20, and just talk with me? Let's figure it out together. My name's Lindy Young so welcome to another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. And today we're asking an important question. Am I the only one without a purpose? It can't just be me. Like, what? even is this purpose thing. It's feeling like a lot of pressure to figure it out. Um, I remember one time I told my dad that I'm like, I'm just looking to do something that I love. And he told me why. And I, I feel like I was so, so angry at this response. And I was so mad because I was like, what do you mean? Why? I want to find something that changes the world. I want to do something that makes me feel like I'm doing something important. And he's like, why? Because to him, work was for paying bills. Work was just to facilitate what you actually like doing. And I, I, it took me a long time to realize this about my dad because my dad's always like worked to make enough money to do what he loves. And sometimes that's nothing. And I need to respect that. And now I'm coming to this place at 33 years old where I'm asking myself, am I the only one without a purpose? And what does a purpose even mean? What does it mean? There's one time I went to like a church service and this pastor kept talking about your purpose, but he kept saying poppers, which confused me. And I, I felt like it was just like a, a haha moment. But now that I think back on it, the reason why I focused on how he mispronounced the word purpose was because I didn't like how he was talking to me. He was making it seem like your life's work needs to be greater than your humanity, it needs to be the reason why you know, God or whoever entity breathed this life into you. And it needs to be the reason for being. And it gave me a lot of pressure. And then fast forward to my career where I felt like, yeah, I love what I do, but is there a purpose to it? Like, is this it? Am I going to just talk about Kim Kardashian's new boyfriend <laughs> for the rest of my life? And who is it helping? Is it changing anything? And it used to really stress me out. And it still does. Because right now I feel like I'm talking in my living room um, around a bunch of pillows. <laughs> And I'm wondering, like, what is the purpose of all this? I don't know if you're like me, where you look at your life and you're like, okay, <laughs> show me the purpose because I just don't see it. And it used to really stress me out until I came across two different articles that kind of made me realize, like, what am I doing? Why am I giving myself this kind of pressure when I could just be living my life and kind of, you know, seeing what happens. So here's the crazy thing. The idea of purpose became a discussion from modern scientific research that was carried out during Nazi Germany in a Nazi concentration camp. I know, dark. A prisoner at Auschwitz and a Viennese psychologist started researching on other prisoners to see what their purpose was and they realized one thing. Prisoners who had a sense of purpose showed greater resilience to torture, slave labor, and starvation rations to which they were subjected to. Those who have a why to live can bear almost any how. This is from a 1959 book called Man's Search for Meaning. And that's some heavy stuff, right? These are people who were fighting for their lives, literally. And the people who had more purpose, or whatever that means, were actually the ones who had a higher level of survival than those around them. So what does purpose even mean? 
According to the dictionary, purpose is a person's sense of resolve and determination. And nowhere in this did this state that this is about work. I don't know about you, but I feel like there's a lot of pressure to have purpose and what you do being your income generating job, when in reality, why is it? In a Huffington Post article by Chris Carr, she stated that just thinking about finding your purpose can literally make folks sweat and pace, especially this time of year. Like it or not, we are at a precipice. We're being called to leap into new beginnings and all that jazz. Perhaps you're reflecting on the last 365 days and saying, well, I sure got a lot done, but what is it all for? So this is basically as we head into New Year's Eve and we're all making resolutions and we're asking ourselves those serious questions. But she also goes on to reveal something pretty amazing. Even though we're made to feel like your job and the thing that's giving you money to pay your bills should be the thing that's your purpose and your greater calling, that may be BS. She states, your purpose has nothing to do with what you do. Your purpose is discovering and nurturing who you truly are, to know and love yourself and to guide yourself back home when you lose your way. So that means it's not about your job or your hobby or that thing you do that you feel like is changing the world because there's some people who genuinely are changing the world. And then you find people like us who are just trying to pay bills and survive and have enjoyment in between and hope for the best until, you know, we die. Because purpose and putting that pressure on yourself to find that purpose can be tiring. And it can also be stifling and can also be stagnating. Because when I left employment, I started feeling like my purpose was radio. But let's be honest, the kind of radio I was doing was more entertainment-based radio, so I wasn't talking about important stuff that would change the world and I started feeling like at my big age how am I contributing to how the world is so this kind of work this kind of articles that tell me that purpose is not about your job or what you do it's about nurturing and truly loving who you are so that you can always have that as home and you can always redirect your energy back to that is important so let's talk about it am I the only one without a purpose if you're asking yourself that chances are the answer is no. And it's no because we've made it seem like your job and everything should be your purpose. But in reality, it should be how much you love yourself, how much you care for yourself, and the things you're doing for that purpose that are your purpose. In the same article by Carrie Carr, she goes on to say, what if your purpose is very different than what you've been taught to believe? What if your purpose is to build an everlasting relationship with yourself, to deeply love yourself and think that you are precious enough to have this experience? What if your purpose is to forgive yourself or others? What if your purpose is gently healing from self-injury? What if your purpose is to release all shame and feelings of unworthiness and becoming vulnerable because that V word is where you really get breakthroughs? What if your purpose is to dismantle the idea that you need to be perfect because perfection is an endless pursuit of this thing that you will never actually meet? What if your purpose is to speak kindly to yourself and elevate your energy and the world around you? What if your purpose is to develop an everlasting faith in yourself? What if your purpose is to take impeccable care of yourself so that you have the energy and joy to serve others? And lastly, what if your purpose is to bear witness to your suffering? What if the healing from that suffering is your purpose? What if finding joy in just knowing that you are you and acceptable and perfect in your own way is your purpose? And that fucking felt deep to me because the truth is I thought purpose was finding the cure for cancer and I am no scientist. I failed math every time and I opted out of science as soon as I could. So I'll never find the purpose there. So what if purpose is just surviving this life because we haven't been given an infinite amount of days, right? We don't have forever. We have an amount of days, an amount 
amount of years that we have to live on this earth. And instead of giving yourself pressure to do something impeccable, sometimes your purpose could be just to find something that makes it possible for you to live life. So that's a job or an income generating activity. And then on the side, find the thing you truly love. It may never actually pay off. It may never be the thing that gets you the big breakthrough, but it may always give you joy. In an article by Mark Manson, he talks about the problem of looking for life's purpose. Part of the problem is the concept of life purpose itself. The idea that we're each born for some higher purpose and it's now our cosmic mission to find it. This is some kind of shitty logic, and I quote, used to justify things like spirit crystals and your lucky number is 34, but only on Tuesdays during full moons. Here's the truth. We exist on this earth for some undetermined period of time. During that time, we do things. Some of these things are important and some of them are just unimportant. And those important things give our lives meaning and happiness. The unimportant ones basically just kill time. So it's okay to understand that you may not be saving the world, but at the same time, in between those minutes of just kind of making life happen for yourself, you're creating a life for yourself that you actually feel like is meaningful and that could be your purpose because here's the thing we can't all be Kofi Annan he goes on to say what should I do with my life what is my life purpose what can I do with my time that is important that isn't helpful the infinitely better question to ask is how can I find meaning in my life for myself and I don't know about you it feels like a lot of pressure when you ask yourselves these like very deep heavy questions when you're just sitting in your house eating popcorn watching seven episodes of you at once and then you remember what's my purpose and you're just like "Mm -hmm, mm -hmm." you know it kind of sucks so what if you change that idea what if you realize that purpose doesn't necessarily mean a job or purpose doesn't necessarily mean changing the world but more changing the world around you mark manson goes on to give seven shitty questions you should ask yourself that might help you find your purpose when you're not giving yourself pressure to be a hero. And I love these questions because the meaning to your life doesn't necessarily mean that now all of a sudden, everything you do, every waking hour you have is purposeful. I saw this post from an influencer I follow. I started following her because I had sister locks and she made that transition to sister locks. And I really liked her journey. She had kids and she was doing the thing like me. And she posted this thing of, why aren't you making content for your business? You say you have no time, but in reality, you're binge watching Squid Game, so you have the time. But that kind of negates the idea that maybe I just want to do nothing. Maybe I just want to watch TV and chill. Is that such a bad thing? Does everything I do have to mean something? Does every waking hour I have have to equate to being greater? That sounds like a shitty life to me. If I'm walking around and every single minute that I am breathing and living needs to have a higher meaning, it gives me a lot of anxiety because let me be honest, sometimes I just want to scroll through social media and melt my brain for fun. And it's not going to mean anything. It's not going to generate income. It's not going to grow me as a person. It's just going to make me feel better in that moment. Is that such a bad thing? The answer is no. Mark Ronson's seven questions were to me a little more doable without a feeling like an Instagram aesthetic of like this purpose of this person who has their life together and everything they do means something where it could just be you trying to live your life and enjoy what you have when you have it. So the number one question to ask yourself is what's your favorite flavor of shit sandwich and does it come with an olive? So what does this mean? It means everyone's got to eat a shit sandwich. Yeah, 
life's not perfect. And sometimes there's great stuff happening in your life, but sometimes it's a shit sandwich. So which scenario would you pick where you know life is not perfect and it might be a struggle or a sacrifice, but which one would you rather stick to? Cause you know, it would give you a life where you feel like those rotten days are worth it. You really have to ask yourself that because the truth is none of us can avoid struggle. So which struggle do you pick? And I realized I was doing this naturally without really researching it because I had to really pick in my life what my burden is and what it's not. So if I felt like things were getting to me and I was putting in so much energy and trying to resolve these issues and trying to make myself this good, perfect person, I hated it. I hated the struggle of pretending to care. Some things I just don't care about, so I pick my shit sandwich very carefully now. I decide what burden I'm willing to carry. And honey, if you are not in my struggles, it's because I managed to pick that or I didn't pick that. And I think that's important. The number two question is, What's true about you today that would make your eight-year-old self cry? Social pressures happen and adolescence and professional pressures happen and all these things can squeeze the passion out of us. So we're taught that the only reason we do something is if we're somehow rewarded for it. And that feels transactional and could actually end up stifling our creativity or how we think about our lives, right? And you feel lost or stuck. So you have to really think about it. If your eight-year-old self was looking at your life right now, what's the one thing that would make you feel like, oh my God, that's the worst life I could ever imagine for myself? Because you don't realize it. It might be that job, it might be that relationship, it might be that friendship, it might be even that apartment that's making you feel like crap and that you feel like your eight-year-old self will see it as a failure. And you have to wonder, is that meeting my purpose? Because if my purpose is to love myself enough to give myself what I think I deserve, What can I do right now to change that? Number three, what makes you forget to eat and poop? When I saw this question, I was like, (laughs) Mark Manson, TMI, but it makes sense. He gave this example of like the great discoverers of our lifetime, right? So if Albert Einstein was doing his little, I don't know, formulas, would he be so enthralled in them that he would forget to poop, to eat, to do the basic necessities that he needs to have his life go on because he was so interested in it? So basically it's look at those activities that keep you up at night. Look at the cognitive principles behind those activities that enthrall you because they can easily be where you need to apply more energy. So if something is keeping you up at night and making you feel passionate enough to forget to care for yourself, and I'm not saying throw care out of the window, but if something drives you that hard, perhaps maybe divert your energy to that. Number four, how can you better embarrass yourself? So according to the transitive property of awesomeness, if you avoid anything that could potentially embarrass you, then you will never end up doing something that feels important. So according to this guy, you need to embrace embarrassment. Feeling foolish is actually part of the path to achieving something important, something meaningful. The more a major life decision scares you, chances are the more you need to be doing it. So random example, if you feel like you need to move to a different city because you feel like that's where your love and your heart is, Even if it feels like rural in the middle of nowhere and everyone's like, oh my God, there's nothing to do there and life will be so hard for you. And why would you give up this cushy life you built for yourself? But if that's what you feel like you're willing to be embarrassed about, perhaps it's time. Number five, how are you going to save the world? This is a heavy question because I don't know about you, but I feel like I would look ridiculous in spandex and underwear outside my pants and a cape on a random Thursday morning. So I'm not asking you to be a hero, but you need to ask yourself, since I can't fix every world problem because every time you tune into the news, there is a problem. What is that one thing you feel like you could be part of the solution? Not 
physically fix it by yourself. But how can you be part of the solution? Those things that you're telling yourself and asking yourself about these things are important. And that passion and happiness and fulfillment should be followed and should be something you thrive for. Now, I'm not saying your job in advertising needs to be something where you're saving the world. It could just be that in your free time, you found something that you're passionate about and you want to actually be part of the solution. So like I said before, what you do for money may not necessarily be your purpose and that's fine. Number six, gun to your head. If you had to leave the house all day, every day, where would you go and what would you do? If these last years have taught us anything, is that loving the space that you call home is important. And we all kind of got comfortable in that. So what would be that one thing that would make you leave your house every single day and will make you feel happy. Cause let's be honest, it may not be your job. It feels like work. So what does it? Discovering what you're actually passionate about in life and what matters to you feels like a full contact sport. It feels hard and it feels like everything is hitting you every which way, but it's a process you have to go through because that'll be the thing that finds you your quote unquote purpose. And number seven, if you knew you were going to die one year from today, what would be that one thing you would do and continue to do for that one year? And would be that one thing you want people to remember you for? Now, I, I know I'm, I'm into a bit of the morbid <laughs> influencers, but I really like when like the mortician YouTubers talk about death and I think about it a lot and I have my whole like what I want after death planned out because I feel like it's important. But also thinking about death and realizing that it's the one destination we all have in common and that it will all end at some point kind of centers you and makes you realize like if I died doing this thing today, is that what I want to be talked about? So I had this ongoing fear and I know I talk about my previous job a lot, but I had this fear of like if I died still doing this in the same place, you know, 10 years from now and these people were at my funeral talking about how great I was at this one job, is that what I want to be remembered as? And I felt so much sadness thinking that that would be my whole identity. And that was the thing that struck me as like, perhaps this ain't it. So think about your non-existence and that little time you had on earth. What is it you want to be remembered for? For me, it's kindness. It's talking about shit that I think is important to me. It's talking about my experiences and putting them out in the universe and hoping somebody else relates and tells me that they're feeling the same way and we can have the discourse and creating community around it. And one of the other things I think is important to me, if I died today, I want people to remember me as a good mom, as a fun friend, as an interesting person. But also, I want people to remember that when my heart called me to do something, I took risks. And maybe they didn't always pay off and I, I embarrassed myself and fell flat on my face. But I never talked shit to myself and I always thought that, you know what, I'll get him next time. My sister the other day, and I was talking to her, I'm making a big transition to my life very soon, and I might talk about it in the next season. Um, and I've been really having these anxious thoughts that are keeping me up at night of like, what if I fail? Because the truth is, I don't think I've ever publicly really failed, right? And a lot of us have the same experience, where as adults, you know, as children, you fall flat on your face, that's like, I failed. But as adults, it's big life changes that either fail or take you to different spaces that you never thought you were going to go and she told me something that I actually ghosted her for three days thinking this bitch <laughs> but she told me Linda I wish you would publicly fail at least once because it would make you realize what you truly want and that was like girl <laughs> that's not nice to say to your sister but in truth 
It's the reality, right? Trying something that your heart calls you to and that you're truly passionate about that you may not even have a plan for, that you may not even know how am I going to make this a job or how am I going to make this a thing that I can do or how am I going to actually achieve this might be the strongest place you will be, right? Because your purpose isn't magically going to be assigned to you. It's not a name tab you get when you get out of heaven or wherever you're coming from. It's an everyday learning process. And sometimes embarrassing yourself and thinking about how you wanna be remembered in death is the strongest pursuant for what you want to do. So no, I don't have a story of where I achieved all this and I'm telling you I find my purpose in this and this and I, I, I want you to find yours too. I'm a work in progress just like you. So I I haven't found my purpose. Every day I wake up and I'm like, what do I want to be when I grow up? And I'm 30 fucking three. So that's heavy for me. But I want you to know that you're not alone. We're all just looking around and wondering, where can I find a space that I feel like this is what I want to do and be doing? And this is what I want people to remember me for. So as you find your purpose, I'd love to hear from you and the struggles you're having and what you're thinking and perhaps how to cure my throat because you can hear I sound like I swallowed. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> that was gonna go south real good. I sound like I just, you know, I've just had a rough time. To be honest, I feel like I sound like I thought I was 19 and had a full night of drinking and then my body reminded me, girl. <laughs> and that's where I'm at. But I, I'm happy to be in this place where I'm constantly wondering, what is my purpose? What am I doing with my life? Am I happy? Because I feel like if you're asking yourself these same questions that I'm asking here on I'm Trying, I Promise, it means that you're on this journey with me. We're all just trying to figure out what it is we're doing and why. And we may not find the solutions overnight, but it's a journey of realizing that there's some healing we need to do and there's some more we need to be open to. And that sometimes just means happiness and finding something that makes us spark a little joy in our lives. So if you've been listening to any of the episodes so far, I'm on episode nine, I can't even believe it. If you've been listening to any of the episodes and anything has resonated with you, I'm proud of you. You're doing the work. We're doing it together. We're figuring it all out. I'm going to do a 10 episode uh, season and then I might take two weeks off um, and then I'll update you. And I'm hoping in the next season we talk about relationships. So if you have anything to talk about relationships, your personal experiences with dating in 2021 or dating in general right now in life or being married or having kids and trying to figure out how to juggle that whole situation. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me on any social media. I'm at that chick Linda or at L-Y-N-D-A-N-G-W-E-S-O. Or you can just email me directly and send me a voice note to I'm trying Linda at gmail.com or on our official Instagram page that I really do need to update. It's really sad if you look at it. But we are on I'm trying Linda on Instagram. I'd love to hear from you. Make sure you support this podcast whichever way you can. Share, subscribe, like every podcast episode that comes out. I would love to hear from you and I would love to keep trying with you. Thank you for joining me on another episode of I'm Trying, I Promise. My name is Linda Yangueso. See you next week everywhere that you find this podcast and keep trying.